I want you to turn your Bible to Matthew 26, and then we're going back to Luke 7 and Luke 8. I'll read a little portion that I read last night from those chapters, but then I want to read something that unfolds the story a little bit clearer about Mary Magdalene, the girl from Sin City. And what God did for Mary, God could do for you. If you're lost, God could do for you what He did for Mary. You ever think about, I'm not preaching on this, but there was a Mary when He was born, and there was a Mary when He died. What about that? Two Marys. One Mary, when He was born, she was raised as a godly young lady. But that Mary, when he died, she didn't have that kind of raising. But God saved her anyway. Boy, I could, man, I want to preach on all that too. But I want you to look here in Matthew 26 in your Bible. We appreciate all the churches tonight. I don't know how many churches are here, but I do appreciate folks I see from Antioch tonight. Uh, this is one of our supporting churches and folks from Brother Bray here tonight, they're one of our supporting churches. If you wonder what that means, it means we live 100% by faith. And we never ask how big a church is. I've been in churches where there, I have preached in a church where there were three and drive hundreds of miles to preach to three. But I never ask. I never ask for money. I never ask anything. The Lord just takes care of everything. Now some think I shouldn't do it that way. But that's the way it works, walking and living by faith. And God has took care of us. And then the great church here, Reedsville Free Will Baptist, one of our faithful supporters. And when I go in them places that's very poor, and they only have a handful of people, your support helps me when I'm in them spots. Do y'all understand that? And I thank the Lord for you. I mean, I thank God for you. I want you to look here in Matthew 26. I'm just so excited. Matthew 26. How many of you would like to hear Sheila sing that great song tomorrow night? Amen. All right. There you go, sister. Matthew 26 and verse number 7. There came unto him a woman having an alabaster box of very precious ointment, and poured it on his head as he sat at meat. And when his disciples saw it, they had indignation, saying, To what purpose is that waste, or this waste? For this ointment might have been sold for much and given to the poor. Now let me stop there, we're not going to turn, but in John 12, if you're taking notes, verse 3 through 5, Judas Iscariot is the one who stirred up the other disciples. All the disciples are not bad, but sometimes a bad apple can stir up the bad that really shouldn't be there. And in John 12, Judas Iscariot tells us what the value of this alabaster box was. If you look at it when you get home, it was 300 pence. Now that don't mean much to us, but that would be the equivalent of our day of $50,000. 
Now that's a pretty big chunk. Say amen right there. Now let's read verse 9 again. The disciples are murmuring. Judas got it stirred up. Verse 9. For this ointment might have been sold for much and given to the poor. When Jesus understood it, He said unto them, Why trouble ye the woman? For she hath wrought a good work upon me. For ye have the poor always with you, but me ye have not always. For in that she hath poured this ointment on my body, she did it for my burial. Verily I say unto you, Wheresoever this gospel shall be preached in the whole world, there shall, there shall also this, that this woman hath done, be told for a memorial of her. I may get back on that, but let me just say, Jesus said of Mary Magdalene that what she has done is for a memorial. That means that this woman was unforgettable. They were hard on her. They were criticizing her. But Jesus said, this woman is unforgettable. And He said, fellas, when you go preaching the gospel, don't forget to tell what this woman has done for my burial. Ain't it something Jesus made them tell it and they were mad about it. I like how Jesus does things. Amen. Boy, I can't get to my text. But look in Luke chapter 7. I feel like I might could jump over this pulpit. I want to see how tall the ceiling is. Verse 37 of Luke 7. And behold, a woman in the city which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment, and stood at his feet behind him, weeping. Well, this is precious. And began to wash his feet with tears, and did wipe them with the hairs of her head, and kissed his feet, and anointed them with the ointment. Now when the Pharisee which had bidden him saw it, he spake within himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that toucheth him, for she is a sinner. Verse 47, Wherefore I say unto thee, Her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. Look in chapter 8 again. And it came to pass afterward that he went throughout every city and village, preaching and showing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God. And the twelve were with him. And certain women which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary called Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils. And Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's steward, and Susanna, and many others which ministered 
unto him of their substance. Let us pray. Father, we are so thankful for how you have met with us Sunday morning, Sunday night, last night, and already in a powerful way here tonight. Lord, it's so good to come to church, hear the saints sing and shout and testify the praises of our God. But now, Lord, it's preaching time again, and we sure do need your help. I pray you'll pull us right in where you want us to be in this text. Lord, grant that, that in preaching that only you can do, and we'll thank you for it. In Jesus Christ's name I pray, amen. If you were not here last night, we learned that Magdalene was not Mary's last name. Magdalene speaks of Magdala, the city where she lived. Magdala was a prosperous place, a lot of commerce, a lot going on. But with all that comes a lot of sin. And Magdala was nicknamed Sin City. When Mary showed up before she got saved, they would say, Hey, look, here comes Magdalene. Or here she comes. It's party time now. Here comes Sin City. Can you imagine a young woman carrying such a title as Sin City? Well, that's what she was. She knew nothing about a godly mama. Knew nothing about a godly grandma. Knew nothing about going to church. Knew nothing about the Bible. She didn't know John 3.16 was in the old or the new. She knew nothing about God. All she knew was a life of sin. All she knew was that lifestyle of substance abuse and prostitution and all that goes with it. As she was spiraling out of control, her life was possessed by devils. But I'm so thankful tonight for that little girl who doesn't look like she has a chance It looks like she don't have a hope in this world. One day she met the Lord Jesus Christ and He got them devils out of her. I said He got them devils out of her. He forgave her all her sins and He turned her health around in a positive direction. We saw that last night. We saw in verse number 47 of Luke 7, that she loved much. That's not what Mary said. That's what Jesus said. Now I can get up here and say I love Jesus till I turn blue, but I sure would rather hear it from Him. I sure do want to be recognized by Him as one that loves much. You know, we polish up pretty good, don't we? Man, we look pretty sanctimonious rolled in here with a Bible in hand. But here's a little girl didn't own a Bible, never been inside a church, never heard Jesus loves me, this I know. But when she got saved by the grace of God, she kind of puts us to shame. Come on now. 
When I look at her, she makes me feel a little backslidden uh, because look at all the great opportunities I've had being raised in a Christian home and all that God's done for me. And it looks like her love for Christ is outshining us all. Can someone say amen? I doubt you'll take this King James Bible and show me another character in this Bible that loved Jesus more than did Mary from Magdala. You know, she loved Him much. He forgave her much. He got them devils out of her. Her health was declining. But Jesus turned it all around. Whoo! I want to preach that sermon again. Y'all care if I preach that again? Whoo! I'm so glad that, hey, you that run buses and reach down in the, in the bad places, you that go on the other side of the tracks, oh, I'm here to tell you, God can reach down on the other side of the tracks. God can pull out a Mary Magdalene. And God can save them. Be one of the greatest Christians that ever stepped foot in this church. If I didn't believe it, I'd go to the house. I believe it tonight that God is in the saving business. He's in the forgiving business. He's in the transformation business. Y'all would like to hear part two, but I just can't get there. She not only loved much, but tonight I want to zero in, if the Lord will help me, on two more places in her life. Not only did she love much, Brother Jimmy, but she gave much. You want to get a congregation quiet. Hey, Quit saying, let me have your attention. Quit whistling. Quit saying, hey, hey, that stuff don't work. If you want to get a crowd quiet, all you got to do is say, let's receive an offering. And everybody will fall quiet. That is everybody but Mary. She loved much and she gave much. When she showed up over at Simon the Pharisee's house, you saw it in two different texts, and there's other texts, where she showed up with this alabaster box. Maybe I can describe how this looked. It was like a large jar or a large jug. Alabaster looked like marble, but it was white. And it was something that they put expensive ointments inside. They would, they would have a hole in the top of the alabaster box and that's how they put the content inside. Then they would melt wax and seal up this alabaster box. The only way you get the alabaster box open is to break it open. Much like the concept of a piggy bank. You have to break it to get the content out. Well, that's the picture. Here comes a little girl. Young woman now from Sin City. She hadn't been saved long. She loves him so much. And here she rolls in with this alabaster box. 
value $50,000. And that's why Judas got upset. He wanted that $50,000. He didn't care about the poor. He was a thief, Jesus said. Well, here she comes. Can you imagine breaking open that alabaster box of expensive ointment and she's anointing the body of Jesus. She loves Him so, so much. See, she's never been to church. She don't know what's required. She thought a year's wages might be a good start. Say amen. And that's what she did. Can you imagine? I was thinking today. Can you imagine Mary Magdalene's first time going to church? Now she's saved now. And I can see her cracking the door open and just peeping inside. So this is a church. This is what a church looks like. Man, this is all right. And look who's sitting up here. This must be where Simon the Pharisee goes. (laughs) Simon, good to see you again. He don't say nothing. He thinks she done come in my house and now she's come in my church. Can somebody say amen? She ain't never been to church. I love you, man, but somebody's got to pick on you. Hallelujah. Can I get a couple, sister, come, I'm not going to pick on you. Will you come sit on the front pew? Miss Sheila, since we're picking on you, you come sit on the front pew with her. And y'all leave me enough room to sit down, okay? Here comes Mary Magdalene. Never been inside a church. Think about it. She done saw her old friend here who criticized her so much. But aren't you glad she didn't let that stop her? And she's looking for a place to sit. Amanda, and look, well, right there's a place. And she comes and, and them fine church ladies see her. But you see, they got more sense than Simon. They were kind to her. And they said, just come sit with us. So here she sits. And she's thinking, what do we do? All of a sudden, they have some singing and shouting and praising God. And then all at once, the preacher gets up to preach. And he starts talking about tithing. And he looks, she looks over at these other ladies. Do y'all know what that is? I never heard of tithing. And she just listens and they say, just listen, Mary. He'll, he'll explain it. And then, are y'all with me tonight? Come on. And, and I was thinking about Mary trying to figure out what tithing is. She just gave $50,000. Uh, she gave a whole year's wages. And she's sitting there trying to figure out what tithing is and see if she could do that. And then the preacher, and then she's noticing the church is getting quiet. The preacher's preaching whatever this tithing stuff is. It's made everybody get quiet. And she don't understand. She's trying to learn. Well, she's sitting there. preacher's talking about tithing. She's trying to figure it out. Everybody's got deathly quiet. And then all of a sudden, he says the tenth. The tenth. And she's thinking, tenth? 
And then he says a little clearer, 10%. And she thought, 10%? Wow, I brought everything. I didn't know I could keep 10%. Come on now. I didn't know I could keep 10%. And she has a shouting spell because she gets to keep 10%. Boy, we got a wrong perspective, don't we? My giving 10%. Look at what Jesus has done for us. Could I be offended at God giving me the commission to give 10%? Shame on us when a little girl from Sin City outshines us so much in her giving. Ladies, thank y'all. Y'all can go back. I want you to look here in Luke chapter 8 and I want to show you something that you won't see speed reading. Luke chapter 8, now notice verse number 2 or verse number 1. Y'all still with me, aren't That tithing didn't choke you out, did it? Simon the Pharisee didn't bother you, did it? Hey, God help us tonight. When the Marys from Sin City start coming in our church and try to figure out what's going on, shame on us when we don't display the Spirit of Christ and the praises of God. I'm telling you, friend, it's good to be here, good to be saved, and shame on us. Shame on us if we think we're better than she is. If we'd have grew up like her, we might have been worse than her. You've been blessed tonight to get the gospel. You've been blessed tonight to be in the house of God. Luke 8 verse 1. Let's look at these verses just a minute. And i got to move on. Don't forget our point tonight. She gave much. And it came to pass afterwards that he went throughout every city and village preaching and showing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God and the twelve were with him. Now slow down and look at that. You got Jesus, Brother James, and you got the twelve. Twelve plus one equals thirteen. Thirteen grown men traveling. What if Brother Jimmy would have called me right before the meeting? Uh, Preacher, anything you need? Are y'all okay? Oh yeah, I forgot to tell you, Brother Jimmy. I got twelve grown men coming with me. And they'll be hungry. And they'll need a place to stay. And this could get very expensive. I just wanted you to know that. Well, that's a picture. Thirteen grown men. Me and my wife, just us two traveling, costs a small fortune. Can you imagine thirteen traveling adult men? This is getting costly. Look how quiet it's gotten. I ain't even got to what I'm trying to say yet. Lord, you better not bring twelve grown men in here. I think I heard Simon the Pharisee say that. Yeah, bless them, Lord. We need to be blessed, amen. Thirteen grown men. And look at this now. Certain women which have been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Here's, here's our girl, Mary called Magdalene. Mary called Sin City. 
out of whom went seven devils. And look at verse 3. And Joanna, we'll look at her some more tomorrow night. The wife of Chusa, Herod Stewart, and Susanna. We'll probably look at her a little bit tomorrow night. And many others. And here's what you'll miss speed reading. Are you ready for it? Which ministered unto him of their substance. What about that? Oh, you, you must have got it because I heard, I can hear a pin drop. Guess who paid this expensive travel tab? Mary, Joanna, Susanna, and some other unnamed women. They, could I put it in terms we understand? They footed the tab for Jesus' journey. I don't see him belly aching, complaining, griping. I don't see Simon nowhere. I mean, he ain't in the picture. But these gals here, they love him much. And they're willing to sacrifice to keep the gospel going through Jesus Christ. You know, if you ask people to sacrifice nowadays so the gospel can go forward, I'm afraid in many cases you'll be sadly disappointed But if you find some Marys and some Joannas and some Susannas and some unnamed women that once were demon possessed, that once lived in Sin City, but they met the Master and no gift is too great. No gift is too great for the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Church want to give the pastor a little increase in benefit. And people get upset. Shame on you. Don't sit close to me if you're like that. I'm afraid the ground might open up and swallow you up. And I don't want to be nowhere close to that. Oh, yes. Love you, Pastor. You know what I'm telling churches? I guess it bothers people because I don't get a lot of response. But I'm saying every good pastor that's tried to keep the lights on and tried to keep the doors open, trying to keep the heat and air going during all this COVID mess, I say they deserve a bonus. That's right. I mean, hey, he had nobody to call. Your pastor didn't have nobody to call and say, hey, what do we do? Because nobody knew what to do. Because nobody been through this before. I say praise God for your good pastor. I say praise God. Let's give him a hand clap tonight. Thank God for him. Now that clap didn't cost you nothing. That bonus will. Say amen. They ministered unto him of their substance. I've seen folks say, we'll starve you out. That'd be impossible. That'd be impossible. Well, we won't give you nothing. Don't matter. That don't matter. It's not men that feed us. It's God that feeds us. I know Brother Daniel back here knew Mays Jackson. Some of you knew knew Mays Jackson. He's in heaven now. Great evangelist. Preached all over this part of the country and all over all over the east, up and down. And Mays used to say this: if it gets down. If it gets down to one little saltine cracker, and that's all that's on the face of this earth, is one little saltine cracker. He said, you look at one corner of it, 
and you'll see Mays Jackson coming up through it. And I, that's the way I feel about it. God's going to take care of His children. God took care of the children of Israel in that wilderness up for 40 long years. No Happy Meals, no McDonald's, no Burger King, no grocery stores, nothing but sand and heat and no water. But God fed them. And God took care of them. And God quenched their thirst. And God will take care of you. Now you're sitting here thinking you can't afford to tithe. You're thinking, I can't afford to give extra to missions. I can't afford to give to the bus work. I can't. Oh yeah, you can't afford to do nothing if you look at it from the world's perspective. But God will give more through you than He will to you. If you'll open up yourself as a channel of blessings, God will use your life Wouldn't you like to stand before God, these three girls, and then other unknown girls that's not mentioned, and be responsible for paying the ticket for the travels of Jesus Christ? And not only Him, but they fed the whole bunch. And that brings me to my second point tonight. Not only did she give much, but this woman ignored much. If Mary, Mary would have been stopped where I'm at right now, if she hadn't learned an early lesson as a new convert to ignore much. She loved much, she gave much, and she ignored much. In Luke chapter 7, I want to show you something. I've been wanting to point this out, but I had to wait till right here. The Bible says in verse 37, I've read it several times, And behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner. Can someone tell me what tense that is, was a sinner? Is that past tense? You passed. Amen. It is past tense. Now who's talking in verse 37? We know Luke's the writer, but God's talking. God said, this woman from Sin City, she was a sinner. Whoop! Y'all, that ain't got a hold to you yet. That means she used to be a sinner. That means she ain't a sinner no more. Go ahead and shout, praise God. I'm glad when God looks at me, He says, Don Anderson was a sinner. He was a sinner. He was a sinner. Aren't you glad you're not a sinner anymore? Boy, y'all making me want to preach. I see so many directions. But let's look back at our old friend Simon the Pharisee, kind of like our friend who acted it out tonight. He's going to get mad at me. I better leave him alone. But look, in verse, somebody's got to be Simon the Pharisee. Now verse 39, he said, might as well be me, Brother James. Now when the Pharisee, which had bidden him, saw it, he spake within himself. He's mumbling under his breath. Uh, you know, you've, heard, you've seen people do that. Saying, this man, now, now he's kind of turning against Jesus. This man, if he were a prophet would have known who and what manner of woman this is 
that toucheth him. Now notice what he says. For she is a sinner. Do you see the difference? God said she was a sinner. But the Pharisees said she is a sinner. That's present tense. She's still a sinner. She's still ungodly. She's still filthy. She's still unworthy. She's still on drugs and alcohol. She's still involved in prostitution. She's still a sinner. But hey, you know what Mary could have done right there? Mary could have stopped her worship and addressed Him. And she could have said, Listen, Mr. Simon the Pharisee, I'm not a sinner no more. You leave me. But, but she didn't do that. You know what she did? She just kept pouring on the ointment. Yeah. Woo! She just kept worshiping God. There might be people in your life that won't let you forget what you used to be. Let me give you some good advice from the girl from Sin City. Ignore all that. Don't try to fight them. You're not going to win that battle with them. It don't matter what you say to them. Just ignore them. Keep on worshiping. Keep, you know, I've seen people stopped right here because they allowed people to get in the way of them serving God. You know what Mary's name means? Mary's a sweet name, a pleasant name. That was Jesus' mama's name. Mary's a sweet name, but you know what it means? It means their bitterness. It means surrounded by bitter people. It means your bitterness, not mine. Now friend, if you're going to serve God, you're going to be surrounded by bitter people. There's going to be people so sour and so bitter, but you know what you and I better do? Just keep pouring on the ointment. Just keep loving Him. Don't let Simon the Pharisee stop you from worshiping God. I told you what John 12, 3-5 said. Judas Iscariot got mad because the expensive ointment was not given, sold and given to the poor, which was a lie. He wanted the money for himself. Jesus said he was a thief. He wanted the money, the value for himself. Can someone say Amen. But let's don't forget Luke chapter 8. They ministered unto Him of their substance. Thirteen men, one of those grown men, is Judas Iscariot. And Judas stirred the whole crowd up against her gift and against her giving. And now here she is feeding them. Now here she is housing them. Now here she is being good to them. And I know that's not always easy to do. But those that have done you wrong, those that have been bitter against you, those that have treated you badly, just go ahead and treat them good. If Mary hadn't acted correctly here, I couldn't preach tomorrow night what I want to preach about her. You see, this little girl, she learned the lesson. And it'd be good for everybody here to learn the lesson. She loved much. She gave much. 
And she ignored much. I don't answer critics. I don't answer. I don't have time. I don't have time to waste my life. If you're sitting here thinking, I don't like you, Don Anderson, well, you better take a number. Hey, a lot of people don't like Don Anderson. But hey, you cannot like me all you want to. But I'm going to keep pouring on the ointment. I'm going to stay sweet. And if I get a chance, I'm going to be good to you. I don't care how mean you are to me. If I get a chance, I want to be good to you. Because I learned a lesson from a little girl who'd never been inside a church. She just kept pouring on the kindness, kept pouring on the giving, and fed the bellies of men who had just criticized her. Put a roof over the head of men who'd just been running her down. That's why Jesus said this woman did what she could. She poured this ointment on me for my burial. And fellas, y'all might not like it, but when you tell the gospel, don't you forget to tell about her and tell what she has done for me. A memorial. This girl, Jesus said, she's unforgettable. She's unforgettable. I wonder tonight, does does the Lord Jesus Christ look at us and say, unforgettable. That's what we ought to desire, to be like little Mary. As she loved Him much, she gave Him much, and thank God she just ignored much.